Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Well, hello. This is, uh, well, let's talk about the truth. And it's our journey to find it. And we all found it in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this evening, we're going to have... Um, our attempt to have another house church with uh, Larry and his family and Jerry and uh, others who are here. And uh, uh, I, with that, I will hand it over to Larry and his family just to sing some hymns and opening prayer. So. Well, why don't we just start with opening. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you uh, for this time that we can be together Um we thank you for the fellowship that you've given us. We thank you for the fact that you've loved us from eternity, and uh, we thank you that you've given us an opportunity to exalt your holy name. We pray that you would uh, lead and direct and guide our thoughts tonight. We know you will. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. The first... Uh, song that we're going to sing is from the old school hymnal it's called our father cares and um, then we're going to sing one other song Uh, we're just going to sing two tonight and um, so i'm going to put this take this headset off now and hopefully this will come through Father knows all we need before we ask. Here our Heavenly Father knows and He cares. Here our Heavenly Father sees every sparrow when it falls. Here our Heavenly Father sees and He cares. See the lilies how they grow and the beauty they display. He is watching over them, for He cares. When He waters with the dew, lilies raise her heads anew. He will do the same for you, for He cares. When we find ourselves in need, then we do the Father flee. For He is our friend indeed, and He cares. He'll be watching over us when we're sleeping in the dust. And will come again for us, for he cares. Okay, the last one we're going to sing is All Hail, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. All hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth a royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Bring forth a royal diadem 
and crown him Lord of all. Ye chosen seed of Israel's race, a remnant weak and small, hail him who saves you by his grace, and crown him Lord of all. Hail him who saves you by his grace, and crown him Lord of all. Ye Gentile sinners ne'er forget the wormwood and the gall. Go spread your trophies at his feet, and crown him Lord of all. Go spread your trophies at his feet and crown him Lord of all. Let every kindred, every tribe on this terrestrial wall to him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. To him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. Oh, that with yonder sacred throng we at his feet may fall. We'll join the everlasting song and crown him Lord of all. We'll join the everlasting song. And crown him Lord of all. Okay, Michael, I'll turn it back over to you. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, and uh, Jerry, if, if you if you are ready and if you feel like it, um, maybe you could share a little message with us and get us going, huh? Sure, sure. Uh, I will attempt. Um, uh, Mike mentioned the resurrection, and in essence, the resurrection is, you might say, the backbone of all we believe. Uh, Paul said, if there be no resurrection, if Christ be not raised, then there is no resurrection. Uh, he's the first fruits of the resurrection, and then it says, and then uh, he said, then come at the end, and and we should be like him. So, uh, I mean, he's he is all there is. I've got a scripture here to read in, in Corinthians. Uh, you know, of all the uh, false gods out there, that's you know Buddha and uh, and uh, Mohammed and all the rest of these people. The Lord is the only one that claims the resurrection and he was seen. Uh, I'm in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, and and verse 1, he said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. And by, by the way, let me say this. The word gospel, I think most people know, it means good news. And in Revelation, it's called everlasting gospel. Now, this is something that I just noticed this morning. 
is this gospel, this good news never has a beginning because we were chosen in him from eternity. There was never a beginning of our choosing. And we were with him when he rose. Uh, we, we, when he died, we went in the grave with him. and We came up out of the grave with him if we're his people. And in essence, and he, when he went in the grave, uh, he, he actually went to hell on behalf of his people. Uh, how all this works, only the Lord can put it all together. But uh, just like Christ is called the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world, a lot of people think again that you're uh, saved one way in the Old Testament, new way in the New Testament, and yet the Lord says there's no other name under heaven which can be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. So, so the Old Testament say we're saved by exactly the same way as the New Testaments, and that's by the blood of Christ. And again, Christ is the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world, and their names have been written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. Back to Corinthians, he says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, that's that good news, that the everlasting gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. And he says, where you received it, the scripture says, a man can receive nothing except it given to him from above. So although these sound, these are not uh, free will things that happen, these are things that God, if we receive anything, it's, it's because he's given us to receive it. Because he says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them, for the Spirit is discerned. So, if he receives something, it's because God has empowered him to receive it. He said, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, uh, how that Christ died for our sins, accounting to the, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And he was seen, Scipius, and then of the twelve. After that, look at this, after that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater remain unto the present. But some are fallen asleep. So he had, in essence, over 500 witnesses to his resurrection. What a, what a glorious thing. The God we worship, and no other, no other uh, of these false gods make this declaration. And, and this, we should be like him at the end. There's another scripture in Corinthians. Uh, well, this is in this is verse twenty-one. For since by man came death—that's Adam—by man came also the resurrection of the dead. That's Christ. Adam is is the one, in essence, that brought us into sin. Christ 
is the one. And it's, by the way, Adam brought everyone into sin. Babies, everyone into sin. And if we escape sin, it's because Christ has brought us out of it. Uh, Adam is first called the first Adam. Christ is called the second Adam. That's in the scriptures. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all should be made alive, but everyone in his own order. Christ, the first fruits of the resurrection, they that are Christ at his coming, then come at the end. Now, look at what this is saying. This will blow to pieces this crazy doctrine of this thousand-year reign and the rapture and all this, if you look at it closely. Every man in his own order. Talking about the resurrection. Christ, the first fruits of the resurrection. The first fruits are the first vegetables or, or fruit you begin to get out of your garden, and the rest of them look like it. So Christ is the first fruits. No one had ever been resurrected, as far as I know, except Christ. Of course, uh, you had you had the men at Christ's death that came up out of their graves, but as far as declaring to be, be God, Christ is the first fruit of the resurrection. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, which he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he's put all enemies under his foot. Uh, you know, the kingdom of heaven, when Christ walked the earth, he said, Behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm convinced the kingdom of heaven is Christ himself. He was standing right beside him when he said that. And he says in other places, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Uh, you know, you know, they wanted to know when the kingdom was going to come. And he said, the kingdom does not come with observation. Yet the world tells us it will come with observation, that it'll come with them rebuilding the temple. And truly, man might rebuild the temple and put a false Christ in it and do everything they proclaim in man. But the true kingdom does not come with observation with the natural eyes. He says, for the kingdom of heaven is within you. Uh, the Lord the Lord is truly all there is. You know, the Lord says it, that he is going to shake the heavens. And he says, not only shake the heavens, but the earth or shake the earth, and not only the earth, but the heavens, so that the unshakable might remain for an unshakable kingdom. So what this amounts to, guys, if we can be shook loose from God, we will be. Now, does this mean that uh, your works are going to keep you there? No. What this amounts to is one thing. He says, and this is amazing in, in looking at this, and you could look it up and read it later, but he said he's going to shake the earth, and not only the earth, but the heavens, that the things that are made might be removed. Look at what that says, the things that are made 
might be removed. What are the things that may These are man-made believers. See, Billy Graham's got his host of believers. All these different uh, religious folks have got their host. And he said he's going to do this, that those that that those things that can that are made might be removed. He said that the, the unshakable things might remain for an unshakable kingdom. Uh, and now, again, none of God's elect will ever leave. Again, you go back to the scriptures that says they went out from us to manifest, to make it known to the world. They were not of us. Had they been of us, they would have no doubt continued with us. And that fits in that same scripture that those things that are made might be removed. It's uh, This is all about the keeping of God. They shall all be kept of God. We will believe again. We believe according to the working of his mighty power toward usward. This is all the doings of God. And again, he says, labor to enter into his rest. Uh, it's finished. It's finished. It's done. He performeth all things that are required. Everything that God requires of his people, Christ has done it. Now, do we try to... Uh, you know, you're doing things right now, guys, that you don't even know you're doing. Well, you do know it, but you don't. You know, in the book of James, he said, do you show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith with my works. You know what you're doing right now? You're showing the Lord. You're showing the Lord's faith with your works. What is that? Fellowship with one another. Just like Malachi, those that feared the Lord spake often one to another. See what it is, what it is, these things that are in our hearts and our minds that we love, we cherish. Every every word that ever comes out of our mouth is a thought. I can remember the day, and I'm sure you guys can, when things come out of my mouth that I wouldn't be proud of today. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But you men, God has assembled you. Let me rephrase that. He's assembled you from the far corners of the earth to bring your hearts together to attempt to worship God and attempt to do what Paul said to do, and we don't even know you're doing it, and that is to grow. He said, I exhort you, brethren, to grow in the grace and knowledge of God. And his proof of his resurrection is a token that if we're his, we will be resurrected. And he says we will be changed. Here's the scripture I have in reference to that, uh, if I can find it here. This is, this is by the way, this is, again, First First uh, Corinthians 15, uh, 51. He says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. In other words, when Christ comes, there's some, some people that haven't died yet. But we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, 
and we shall be changed. Look at that, incorruptible. See, that's the same seed, whereas we're born again with an incorruptible seed. And look at this, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this this mortal must put on immortality. See, we're mortals now. We're going to die. We have to put on immortality. That means we'll never death. We'll never die. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, then the, this and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? And O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. But look at this. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Think of what that's saying. That's saying anyone buried, the grave will not hold him. See, it can hold everyone but the election of grace. These are precious truths that if man had any concept of the seriousness of all of the gospel, they would not stop talking about this night and day. If it was within his grasp and he was given to see the importance of all of this, we all have families that would far rather talk about their ball games and all these other things and don't don't bother me with speaking of death. Don't bother me with speak, speaking of the resurrection. Don't bother me with the imputation. Let's give me give me some Easter eggs. Let's go hide some Easter eggs. <laughs> Let's find them. Let's laugh. Let's have a game. But look what he says. Oh death Where's my victory? See, see the, the grave has no victory. It cannot hold God's people. And look at another thing. He says, oh, death, where's thy sting? That's where's thy pain? You know, in the Fox's Book of Martyrs, there's an example of many examples of men that uh, were, were punished with horrible deaths. But there's one particular man, and I don't remember his name, but all the believers got together, and they said, uh, tell us, somehow give us a sign if God has uh, delivered you from pain in the process 
of your being burned at the stake. And what they did is they they wrapped a, a belt, I guess was hollow, and they filled it full of gunpowder. They put strong sticks down there and they lit them. And then when this thing hit this belt, it exploded and caught them on fire. And this man, this is and this is a true story. Uh, he was on. He was singing praises to God as he was burning. And they said his mouth, his flesh caught on fire like wax. And he was still praising until his, I guess, his vocal cords were burnt up. But to show that he was in no pain, he raised his hands up above his head and clapped them together. Whether there was any sound, I don't know. But I always think of this, oh, death, where's thy sting? You know, it's amazing, a wasp, uh, I guess it'd be all of these animals, some of you guys that know more about this than me can correct me, but they only have one stinger. And this is amazing, there's such a picture here, is there's a picture of this stinger went into Christ. So when that, and I'm not saying we're not going to get stung, but it's a picture of death. The wages of sin is death. Christ that took that on behalf of his elect people. So it's written in the scriptures, O death, where is thy sting? Because the sting of the death by the law went into Christ. And I'm sure he felt it. But we are we're set free. That's that's one of the that's one of the reasons his name is the curse. That's another picture. Pictures are all the way through the scriptures. He was a Passover lamb. It's a picture of his death. It was a picture of the blood on the lintel post that caused the death angel to pass over him. The death angel is a picture of hell. But oh, the world doesn't want to hear any of this, guys. The world's not interested. We have family members. We have mothers. We have fathers. We have children. We have grandchildren. And the ones that God has written in the lands with the lives, the Lord's blood is upon them. They will come to repentance. The Lord says he's not willing that any should perish, but he's long-suffering toward usward. The usward are those for whom he died. He's long-suffering toward usward, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. I'm not crazy about Easter. I think it's a wicked old pagan holiday, but I tell you, we did have a, we, we do have a Savior that raised up out of the grave, and that's, that's what matters, and we have hope in him in his resurrection. You know, you know uh, thank you, Jerry. You know, it's... Uh, I was thinking about it. You were talking about this, and you know the um, how no, no one really they don't take it seriously. And I was thinking about myself uh, prior uh, to my Lord getting a hold of me and and change started to change my heart. I was one of those people, and, and I was thinking about just now and just the, the past few months and um, how it's not it's. It, Spiritually dead, I I was, and um, how how I missed out 
on, you know, being edified and fed by the Word of God and how much it really does bring, for me, it brings me life. It really does. Um, I, uh, you know, doing things like this with you gentlemen or just simply just reading the Scriptures, reading them out loud, um, it it changes the my inside. And uh, as I've been doing it more and more, more diligently, um, uh, for you know, I uh, for I really do truly feel alive, and um, I think that's wonderful. So, exactly saying that, um, if if everyone is interested in this, and we don't have to do this, but I was thinking maybe uh, we could uh, do what we we normally do on the show uh, is uh, read a, a chapter, and I was thinking about reading Ch- John chapter 20, and we take some turns, and if anybody has any comments or feels like they want to say anything, um, please do. Would we be in agreement in this? Sure, sure. Okay. How about you, Larry and Chris? Yeah, sure. before we do before we do that, could could each one of us maybe just make a comment on the resurrection, if, if that would be appropriate? I just had a couple comments that thoughts that I had was Jerry was was speaking and uh sure you can do that you know of course, the, of course John 20 is going to be about the resurrections too so right the, in the 11th chapter of John you know speaking of of Lazarus this was prior to Christ you know raising from the dead um John 11:25 he's speaking of course um and he says Jesus said under I am the resurrection and the life. Mm. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And this is before Christ, you know, raised from the dead, but he, and so he has been, you know, eternally <laughs> the resurrection and the life for his people. And and uh, I also, the only other thought I had, well, maybe not the only other thought I had, but uh, one principal thought that I had is that it seemed like there was always a disputation over the resurrection. If you recall, Paul, you know, he sided with the Pharisees because the Sadducees didn't believe in it. And um, anyway, uh, in the fourth chapter of Acts, it says in with you know, four, Acts 4.33, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There seems to be an association between the resurrection and God just pouring out his unmerited favor on those who are recognizing that he is the resurrection and the life. You know, In the 17th chapter of Acts, he you know, it says, and when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, "We will hear yeah. thee again of this matter." So it seems like it's a dividing, it's a dividing thing between you know people that truly believe, um, you know, in the resurrection of Christ and actually subscribe to it, and um, and so uh, that's really the only. Only thoughts I had on that. Uh, Chris, do you have anything regarding the resurrection before we get into this reading? 
Well, all I can say is that he is risen, and uh, today is the, what the world looks at with all their nonsense, but and that false god, you know, Eshtar, but we recognize it as Resurrection Day. It's yeah. like we recognize uh, the world looks at Halloween and makes a big deal out of it, and we look at it as uh, as Reformation Day. You know, so there's a distinction to these days, but I just praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for being the fr- first fruits of many brethren, and uh, that's not like he's just uh, another brother. He's uh, he's our Lord. He is the God-man, and the power of the Holy Spirit through the Father, uh, you know, uh, raised him. I don't know how he did it, but he did it, but Jesus gave evidence of that when he raised Lazarus, and other people were raised to life, you know, in the Old Testament, but not like this. This is the uh, this is the apex of resurrection. But but the beauty is on that uh, on Judgment Day, you know, the last day, end of the world, it, we're all going to be resurrected, and those that are wicked, you know, and those that are good, you're, you're good because God sees Christ, not because right. they see good. God doesn't see good in, the, in in any particular person. There's no good in any of us. But he sees his dear son, and he looks through like a lens, a, a blood, blood red lens, uh, uh, which is Christ, uh, and sees us, which are miserable sinners, but brings us into uh, his holy heaven. And, and why, I can't understand that, just like I can't understand why Jesus would don this filthy flesh to come and do this work, but for the sake and... Uh, of the Father and to give glory to God. Amen. 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 Okay, chapter 20 of uh, John. I will start reading, gentlemen, and I'll read uh, half a dozen or so, and then we'll go from there, and I'll pass it on to somebody else. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher, then she runneth, and cometh Simon Peter, and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. And Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulchre. And he stooped, and he stooping down, and looked in, and saw the linen cloths lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter, following him, and went in to the sepulchre, seeing, and seeth the linen cloth lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed, for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Any comments, gentlemen? If not, I'll continue reading, or somebody else can. Uh, I, I would like to make a comment, if I may. Sure. And it affects that, uh, what Larry read when he said, um, I am. 
you know, that speaks of who he, Moses said, who do I say sent me? He said, you say, I am sent me. This is speaking of, again, Almighty Father. Uh, also, when he, uh, the soldiers came after him and they asked for him, he said, I am, and then he is in italics. Uh, so it was actually I am, and as the Lord Jesus confessing that he is the great I am. Uh, go ahead. I, I just thought of that, Larry, as you were reading. Yeah. Well, I'll read a few verses. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home, but Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping as she wept. She stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white, sitting the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She says unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus I have a comment that I just make, and that would be: uh, Can you imagine the experience? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> to see uh, our God, our Lord and Savior, uh, being resurrected, you know, seeing Him die on the cross, and of course, the, the two angels. I mean, come on! I think that would be <laughs> one of the most mind-blowing, most amazing experiences that a mortal in this in this world could ever. Well, could there's nothing else that could be more amazing? So. I think sometimes we pass that by and go, eh, you know, whatever. But, you know, think about it. Two angels and then God. <laughs> uh, and then and I, uh, if, if I may, uh, no matter what kind of miracle we see, we are so depraved that we will not believe. You think of all the people that saw Lazarus raised from the dead. And all the Pharisees could think of, what are we going to do, uh, lest everyone's be drawn to them. All they could see is losing their clout and their money. So, and and and, and it, it talks about many believed on his name when they saw the miracles that he did, but he committed himself not into them. So you, no matter what you reveal to this natural man, the truly believing in Christ, savingly, is above and beyond anything we can see, feel, or touch. Wow. Chris, would you like to read? Did you reading or you want to go, Larry? Oh, oh, brothers, brothers, you go ahead and read, okay? <laughs> I just ate, I just ate, and I'm just laying down. Okay. Maybe maybe Jerry wants to maybe Jerry wants to read verbatim. Well, yeah, Jerry could do. I mean, uh, but the, sure. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him. I don't know how do you pronounce it, guys. Rabboni, <laughs> which is to say, know. master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren 
and say to them, I have sinned unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Look at this. This is, he's come my father, your father, my God, your God. But look at what he says. Don't touch me. Uh, and I can't fully comprehend that, but I, I think this. The Bible says he is so holy, even the heavens are unclean in sight. Why are the heavens unclean in his sight? Is because man has been there. Everywhere man goes, he pollutes. Christ is so holy, and heaven is so holy. If they touched him, they would be polluting heaven. I mean, we cannot imagine this kind of holiness. And this is the kind of holiness he's wrought out for his people. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord. And then he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were in the assemblies for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be to you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands, his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus unto them, Again, peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto him, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Do so ever send ye remit, bear remitted unto them, and whosoever sins ye retain, they're retained. I don't. I don't fully understand that, guys. And there's a lot of things we don't. See, this is what the Catholics believe they had the power to do, is to remove and forgive sins, even they being devils themselves. That's a very good point as far as verse 23. (laughs) I don't quite fully understand that myself. How about you, Larry? No, that's just one of those. That's just one of those that I've struggled with, along with this scripture about baptizing for the dead. I, now, I liked Jerry's explanation of that one. Maybe Jerry could explain that while we're on these unexplainable verses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would say this: uh, if we're truly born of God. And look at that, look at the reality of that term, born of God. Do you know what that means? That means God is in you. If we're truly born of God, uh, we would remit what sins God would remit. We would forgive what he forgives. Although he's the first cause. I mean, you look at the reality of this, it says, again, I hate to wear this out, but this is this is incredible. He said, "No man 
has the mind of Christ. He said, no man knows the mind of Christ. And then he turns and says, we, but we have the mind of Christ. You see, there's another scripture, too, that to me enters into a similar thing. Uh, all my life I've heard this. I've heard it said, an eye has not seen, an ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for those that love him. And they stop. But the Bible doesn't stop there. It says, but he's manifested unto us. Think of what that's saying. An eye has not seen. He's talking about a natural eye. An ear has not heard. That's a natural ear. Nor has it entered into the heart of man, and that's the mind of man. That's the thoughts of man. What God has, that's the natural man. What God has in store for those that love him. But then he says, but he's revealed among us. See, so there's many things. In other words, if we have the mind of Christ, see, my thoughts of what heaven is, guys, is far different than what it used to be. I used to fall in line with the rest of these folks. My my thoughts on heaven now is is Jesus' brethren singing praises to him, bowing down to him, with their arms around each other, not able to express their love for one another. And that begins here. When Larry went to Mike yesterday, uh, this this morning, I think I talked to him, and I said, uh, greet Michael with the holy kiss. Of course, our flesh repels at that. <laughs> By the way, let me, let me let me jump in on that. Um, when I went in today, I first thing I did is I told Michael, I said, I'm supposed to give you a hug for Jerry. I'm not going to follow all of his directives. And he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, well, Jerry told me to give you a holy kiss, and I said, I'm not there yet, brother. And he started cracking up. <laughs> what did he say? He started cracking up. <laughs> he was laughing. Well, you know, you know, you know, the Lord said he would have us know. This is something that the Lord said he would have us know. The love of God that surpasses knowledge. Yeah. This is now think of that think of that expression. He would have us know the love of God that surpasses knowledge. Well, you know, you know what's what was amazing about all that is uh, we went full circle. You know, we they, he had he had someone speak at ten, and then he spoke at eleven. Then we had lunch, and then we had we talked until two o'clock. We didn't leave until two o'clock, and then. When I got ready to leave, the last thing he did is came up and gave me a big hug and told me he loved me. So, <laughs> oh, good, good. And, and you know, you know, the Lord says you love me because I first loved you. You know, this is amazing. It's so different than the natural man thinks. Religion thinks you have to scare people into believing or scare them into hell, and yet the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. He heaps his goodness upon. Oh, wicked sinners that deserve hell. It causes them to weep, and it causes us to return. 
to love him in return. We we worship an amazing God, guys. And you know, he says, peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so I send you. The reason I'm reading slow, guys, is two reasons. Uh, I'm hoping not to make a mistake, but there's another reason. I can't hardly see. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the words jump around on me. But peace, peace, this peace is not a little thing. See, sin, sin has separated us from God. And when he takes that sin between us and the Father, it gives peace. And that, that, that sin has always been removed on God's side, but we don't feel it. So oftentimes we don't feel that peace because we know what scoundrels we are. But Paul said, uh, or Jesus said, peace I leave in you, my peace. Not the kind of peace the world has. It's you're not going to shoot bows and arrows at each other. This is a peace between us and God that sin has called this, caused this enemy. See, to, to love God is to hate evil. Well, then how does he hate us? It says God says he hates the workers of iniquity. I grew up, guys, being taught that God loved the sinners and hated the sin. And yet he says he hates the worker. That's the sinner. He hates the worker of iniquity. It's so different. The truth is so far removed from the lies of the world. Chris, are you going to read for us? I think Chris says he wants to just lay back. So, <laughs> okay, we'll go ahead. Go, uh, uh, what verse are we on now? Again, I can't remember. I think we're actually we're actually uh, where were we? I think you're <laughs> twenty-three or twenty-four. I think, but okay, twenty-four. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Yet the other disciples therefore said unto him. We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the prints of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not uh, faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord, my God. I imagine I would be doing the same thing. <laughs> what an amazing experience that must have been, huh? 
And uh, Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. That's all my hope, gentlemen, is right there. Amen. Mine too, Mike. Mine too. Amen. It's and, all his business. You know, and it's interesting, um, reading the Word of God and focusing on my Lord and Savior brings, brings great peace to my soul. I can, uh, you're thinking about and reflecting on the experience of the past few weeks and months and just thinking the times when I truly have peace is when I open up the Word of God and I focus on my Lord and Savior. Hmm. Talk about the best medicine a man could ever get. That's right. That's right. Well, gentlemen, I would truly appreciate this. Um, we can certainly stay on now um, and talk and, and fellowship. I think it's probably a good time to at least end the recording. So unless anybody has any final comments, um, not I will end the recording. Yay, nay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, gentlemen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.